Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. And this is the mixed feeling that I should preach on the love of God. So I, I was a little bit, of course, I can't say, I mean, it's not my work. So I can't, it is not my work. It's what the owner of the work work. But you see, as soon as I enter into this space, and uh, Apostle is always peep, peep, every one of them, they always peep into my note, and he raised prayer on the love of God. You say, wow. So, I'm in the right place tonight. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Please say with me, the Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the word of God. And God speaking to me today. I will be instructed. I will heed to the instruction of God. I will profit from the word of God. The word will prosper me. 
the, pro the world will prosper my family. The world will prosper my career. The word of God will prosper my business. The Bible is God speaking to me today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. John chapter 13. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to our beautiful exchange service. Wherever you're joining us from or you will get to watch or listen to this message. We appreciate you. Our beautiful exchange service is a midweek service right here from Lighthouse, Lagos, Nigeria. And we're so excited that you can join us today. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Uh, a lot of the time we talk about the love of God. And it, it's like, uh, for many people, it's like a subject, just a topic. Uh, but for you and I, our attitude should be, uh, this is my lifestyle. Uh, this is what God, this is the life God expects me to live in. Uh, I'm going to touch, or maybe next weekend, uh, next, I said next weekend, next week, I, I touch, I, I mean, I have a release uh, to teach on this subject of forgiveness because I realized that the reason families are not together is because of bitterness, because of hatred, sibling rivalries. People just can't value each other. And it has caused problems in our nation, in our community. Ethnic differences is because people don't allow the love of God. Uh, wars have been fought. Uh, people have done things uh, just because of bitterness, hatred towards one another. Uh, and we need to revisit it. And Christians are not exonerated. Uh, but Jesus made a statement which I want us to examine closely here tonight. He says, a new commandment I give to you. So it may not be something that generally people live in, but I believe it is something that it is contagious. I've never seen any human being who does not like to be loved. As a matter of fact, psychologists have made us to believe that the need of human being, number one need, is the need to be loved. And then the need to be accepted. And then the need to, what's the third one? Love, accepted, and appreciated. So that's the need. Every child wants that. Every man wants that. Every child girl wants that. Every woman wants that. The need to be loved. The need to be accepted. The need to be appreciated. Uh, employers of labor must understand it. Employees must understand it. Neighbors must understand it. Fathers, mothers, family members, extended family members must understand it. So Jesus says, a new commandment for you who believe in me, I give to you that you love. And you know, we've abused the word love. Uh, it's just basically in people's mind. I mean, you watch TikTok these days, they say, don't mention that word. It is a scam. No. He said, love one another. How? As I have loved you, that you also love one another. It simply suggests that if we are not mature, if we are not perfected in God's love, there's no way we can love other people. 
If we don't love ourselves from the highs of God, there is no way we can love fellow human beings. Some people don't believe that God loves them. Some people's minds have been filled with guilt and condemnation. But God, even saying to the people in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 31, 3, he said, the Lord has said to me from the old, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I don't know how to describe the word everlasting. It means something that does not ever last or oh, everlasting. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Jeremiah 31, 3. Uh, we can read it. I want us to read it together. Jeremiah 31, 3. We come back to John 13. Can we read together? 1, 2, 3, go. The Lord has appeared of hope to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. I mean, the love of God we cannot quantify it. Paul writing about this love, which is the nature of God. He talks about the height and the depth of it. That the dimension you can't even quantify. He talks about the length and the breadth of it, the height and the depth of it. But that's the nature of God. That's who God is. God is love. God is love. It's not God is a love. God is love. When you take God, if it's possible, to squeeze God like a sponge. When, if it's possible, whatever comes out of that sponge represents who God is, love. Love oozes out of him. So Jesus said a new commandment. And what that suggests, John 13, 34 again, what that should suggest to us is that there used to be a old commandment. But he's given us a new way of living. He said a new commandment I give to you. If you look at the context, he was advising them that he was going to leave them. He, he has given them the promise of the comforter later on. The promise of the comforter is a one of the same kind. They enjoyed the love of God. Jesus was then the best thing that could ever happen to them. Under the Roman Empire, I mean, Romans at that time, they were expecting a deliverance. So Jesus came on the scene, and he changed the narrative by the way he lived. He provided for them. They saw miracles. They saw signs and wonders. He gave them a test of the glory to come. So he sent them out. And they came back and they said, Master, demons even subject, I mean, they, they live in subject to us by just exercising that we are identified with you. And then he says, when it was time for him to leave, he said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love. And that is pointing us to where we are in the scheme of things, where the church is. So a new commandment he has given us, that we love one another, not because we are brothers and sisters from the same family, not because I have something to collect or gain from you, no, I need to love you. I need to accept you. I need to appreciate you. Irrespective of your ethnic background. Irrespective of your status. We are brothers and sisters. He said, I have loved you. He said, so, love one another. Verse 35. This is the only sign. Verse 35 of that. 
He said, by this, all we know that you are my disciples. How? If you have love for one another. The love of God is our way to victory. The love of God, if we will hear God in our business life, in our family life, is through the platform of the love of God. The Bible says something in 1 John 3. Let's look at it. It was talking about the fact that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. 1 John chapter 3. We read from verse 10. If you have a Bible like mine, you see it's subtitled or title in that context, the imperative of love. He said, in these six children, verse 10, of God and the children of the devil are manifest. So there is a clear distinction. He said, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. He said, for this is the message that you had from the beginning, that we should love one another not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. So if I am walking in a thread, it is equated with murder. It means I'm murdering someone. It means I don't have good interest or best intention in, that, in my heart towards that person. But Cain did not. And you can see that, that grievous sin. Someone killing his own blood brother just because he felt that he was more accepted by their parents or more accepted by God than himself. And so, the Bible is now comparing when anyone hates, it is evil. Hatred is evil. Hatred is darkness. We can, we can quantify this thing and excuse ourselves to live in that region. But it says, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. The next verse. He said, do not marvel, my brethren. If the world hates you, we know. We know. We know. Because, I mean, if someone is outside Christ, the truth is that you cannot function in this realm of life. So, he said, but we know. So it's a knowing that we have passed from death to life. Say with me tonight, I have passed from death to life. I have passed from spiritual deadness into spiritual life. I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God in me. Amen. So, and you will agree with me that there is no need for a new commandment if the hold has been adequate. Did you agree with me? Yeah. But hold, even though it was there, it was effective for that time. And the whole testament, it was like things written on tablets. That's why they can deal with it. I mean, after some time, they think God broken because they couldn't deal. At one time, they were saying to Moses, see, we don't just want to deal with this God. Just go. Whatever he says to you, we will do. 
The whole testament was written on the tablet of stone. But this new testament was written on the tablet of our hearts. That's when, when Jesus was introduced himself to the saint. He said, you have heard a, a tooth for a tooth and eye for an eye. You have heard that vengeance. If someone, if someone offends you, you revenge. If someone, you give instantaneous justice. That's why when you read the Old Testament, there are places where other people stone other people to death. Just because that's the way they can describe justice. But the law that guides the New Testament is the law of love. And it's just one commandment. But you see, if you, if you are conversant with the, the, the Ten Commandments, in, the, in Exodus um, 12, I guess, Exodus, if you are conversant with it, you say there are how many commandments now? Ten, twelve, either ten or twelve. But you see, this one is ten. The first five talks about our relationship towards God. The last five talks about our relationship towards one another. But the things that bind the two, the two fives is the law of love. If I truly love God, I will have no other God but him. And if I truly love my neighbor, I will not steal what belongs to my neighbor. So it's the law of love that runs it. Even though this is just one law, but when a believer can embrace this one law, you have fulfilled the Ten Commandments. So love is the fulfillment of the law. Love. Love. In Jeremiah chapter 13, let's read from verse 8. Sorry, not Jeremiah. Romans chapter 13. We read from verse 8. Sorry. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And you see, in this year, this year, please, there's so much more for us in God. But the only thing that can take us away from the much more of God is what the Bible regards in Psalm 66, verse 18. I'm going to another scripture, but let's stay with this Romans 8. He said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he said, the Lord will not hear me. So, this is Paul in the New Testament charging you and I. He said, when we want to live this life, he said, make sure that you all know one anything except to do what? Please read your Bible. Hold no one anything except to what? For he who loves another has done what? You fulfill the Ten Commandments. I will not covet my neighbor's sins. That's not love. Because when I covet, it's likely I want to forcefully take that thing from that person. When I covet, it's also forcefully. It means also that I may plot to take that thing. And it means that I may harm that person. So don't hold anyone anything but to do what? The only thing I hold you, my brothers, my sister, and then the only thing you hold all of us is love. 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 I mean, in other places you see, let us not love in words, but in deed. That's, that's Christianity. is rooted or built on that law of love. John 3, 16, our great scripture, it says, For God so loved the world 
I mean, when you look at the creation of man, how God longed for fellowship, how man rebelled against God, how all that God tried to do is to bring man consistently back into that flow of fellowship of love, and how man will stray, and then in his loving kindness, he will draw him back to himself. As a matter of fact, the first two chapters, if you read, that's the perfect stage. From chapter 3 until Revelation 22, it's an encouragement. Come back to Genesis 1 and 2. This is my desire for him. I don't want you to struggle. I don't want you to, I, I want you to be able to reproduce. I want you to be able to replenish the heart. I don't want any limitation around your life. Just let us flow because you see, if I regard iniquity in my heart as a believer, my hearing ability is disrupted. I don't know if I've spoken good English there. Is that? It's truncated. When I come to the place of prayer, Jesus taught us this thing. He said, when I come to that place of prayer, if I suddenly remember that I have a heart, not even that people have it against me, I have a heart against my brother, he said, I should put down my sacrifice, my petition. I should go to my brother and make up and then come and offer my sacrifice to God. Peter writing there on, later on in the New Testament, he says, my relationship with my wife, if I don't know how to deal with her according to Amplify say intelligent recognition of the difference between a man and a woman. He said, my prayer will just be just by the ceiling. So, the law that guides the New Testament is the law of love. It's the law of love. There's no way we can take it out. There's no way. You see, and we need to practice it. We need to walk in the reality of it. I mean, I mean, Maybe people have ought against me. But as I'm standing before you tonight, I don't have anyone I'm beefing in my heart. That's the truth. It took me time to get here, and I'm still practicing it. But when I get back home, she knows I sleep off completely. I don't, I don't do anything. I don't analyze. She, I mean, I've been married to her for 20 years now. I don't think I've said, ah, what pastor she did for me today? What did do me God? It's not because at the point, if he has done something for me, at the point I will tell him. And then my mind is free and clear. See, brothers, sisters, that is the way to live. He said, the peace of God that passes all understanding. We garrison your heart and mind together in Christ Jesus. That's the word shalom. Perfect love. God's kind of love drives out fear. There is no fear in love. If I'm still fearful, if I'm exercising anxiety, it's because I've not been perfected or settled in God's love. And that's which will inform my work of faith. I need to. And I'm still trying because it's until Jesus comes, we will be walking in perfection. So, what is the encouragement this year? Get into the Word of God. Get your minds renewed and learn to listen to your heart. Get your mind renewed. 
get your mind. By the privileged position that we have, I, I don't understand it. Christians don't talk to each other for six months, for one year. You are joking. Somebody is coming this way, you are going that way. It doesn't work. I don't know. And then you, that same person is doing blah, 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 disturbing all the neighbor. No. If I regard iniquity in my heart, that's the word of God. The Lord will know where he will hear me. You see, for those of us who are married, there's one scripture that has set me free. He said, let no son, let, let not the son hmm, draw up on your anger. So, it's a personal policy. No matter what I'm dragging, by the time it's 6 p.m., I have to set you it. You see, the reason why I'm giving you this example, I'm still working in it, but the reason why I'm giving you that it is doable, it is possible, that is the work of faith, that's the spiritual growth we've been talking about. I can't be the same as I was last year. I cannot. I need to make progress. Proverbs 4.18, it said the part of the just is like a shining light. I can't allow this culture of the world box me in Sir, that guy, I just blank him out. I gaslight him completely. No. Ghost him. Whatever it is. You, you can't walk in that realm. Ah, I had something today. Someone. Any little thing. Blocking. Sir, you can't live life that way. You can't. See, I, I'm in relationship with you. Eh? Once we have argument, I've not married you yet. You blocked me. If you like, I am blocked forever. I won't come back. Because when I marry you, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. See, we, we, love, we love over these things because that's the common way to operate in our world. But, but we can't allow that culture of immaturity to drag us down. Somebody must show the example, and it is you and I. There's so much investment in our lives. God has given us his word. God has given us his spirit. God has given us relationship. The only way you can practice this word, eh, and it's effective, is to work among people. And people are not well. I'm sorry for saying that, but people are not normal. The natural man is not normal. He's selfish. He's opinionated. He knows all. But the spiritual man has the quality. And we, I pray we will get there. He said, these are the fruits and evidence that the Holy Spirit is living in us. You know, I, I, over the years, I've, I've seen this happen and happen. There's just this one person. Department, you just cut it. How many hours do we spend in church? And then you move from one department to another, you scatter it. I recently, I mean, one of such people recently contacted me and said, now I'm in leadership position. And it's as if everybody hated me. Or hate me. So, and now, of course, I said, do you want to hear the truth? 
Because this day, I mean, how many years do I want to spend in life again that I'll be sugarcoating things for people? I said, do you want to hear the truth? I said, actually, actually, I didn't say actually. I said, actually, this is seed, time, and harvest. I said, did you remember when you were a member of this unit in this church? Not the, in our own church here, but in this church, how we were begging you in one of those departmental meetings? So, you know the common saying, nature has it. World goes, right? <laughs> so, it was giving our HOD problem then. Now, it became an HOD. That's the way these things help. See, if I don't forgive, it's, it's me. I will beg, beg, beg. But tomorrow, it might be you. Eh? And if it is you, good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Uh -huh. He didn't say angel. He said, Amen. The Lord that guides this Christianity, this life that we have, is the law of love. It's the law of love. And it's not subject to private interpretation. It's not, it's, it's not conditional that if he does this to me, then. No, that's the whole testament. That's judgment. On your, you, you, you met out on your own terms. It's not, it's not coincidental that love is the first fruit of the spirit in the life of a Christian. Love is not coincidental. Because when we put premium on it, it affects the way we turn out when it comes to patience, when it comes to self-control, when it comes to temperance, when it comes to perseverance. When it comes to bearing with other people, you know it's very easy to judge people by your own standards or your own growth or your own maturity. But God doesn't do that. And if we are settling God's law, He has a way of teaching us. Even the Bible talks about that in Galatians chapter 5. He said, just in case you find anyone among you who is weak, he said, you that you are supposed to be spiritual, restore such back in the spirit of meekness so that you will not fall into that same error. Can I have an amen tonight? Romans chapter 5, verse 5. So we need to get into the world. We need to get our mind. You know, one of our patriarchs of faith, we always say this. If we said, oh, I don't have sickness, I don't, that's kind of he again. He said, but each time he has, you call it common, he has headache. He used to, ah, where are you from? And then the headache will not go. He said the next place he wants to check is his love work. Is his love work. Is his love work. And without fail, he gave an instance that he was talking about somebody else to another person. And so he had this bout of what looks like migraine headache. By just saying, Lord, I'm sorry, and calling that person to apologize, that headache disappeared. 
it's, it's very important. You see, our, we are not natural people. So we can't be reacting the way natural people are reacting. We are supernatural beings. And we derive our nature from the father of spirits. Romans 5, 5, he said, hope, this hope that we have, we not lead to disappointment. He was talking about the strength of character. He was talking about tribulation from verse 5, from verse 1. But he said, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. And because he has given us the, his Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So if the Holy Spirit dwells in our heart, hatred has no place. It has no seed in us except we permit it. The love is shed abroad in our heart. So we can't even pray for it. Oh, the prayer should be, Lord, let's just perfect us in the reality of your love. But, you know, prayer, we are quick when we don't want to do something, when we don't want to forgive. We are quick to say, Lord, give us more love. No, it's there. It's put it's in potential form. In potential form. Do you know how I know it's there? If you can listen to the Holy Spirit, most of the time, eh, this is how love breaks another person down. Somebody offended you by right in the natural. Who is right? You. But the Holy Spirit is nudging your heart to say sorry to that person. That's an upper hand. And if you can, the person will actually say, I'm sorry. I'm the one to say sorry to you. And I think the relationship, I mean, there's something that just melts your heart both. And then the relationship is strengthened and be better. Rather than waiting, this one, no. I'm not going to apologize. Even if you call pastor, he's on his own. I've had people say that. I said, well, he doesn't have to call me. I'm here now. So forgive. 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 You know, they said unforgiveness is like drinking poison. Hmm? You have drank it. Sniper. And you are expecting those who want to come and rescue you to die. It doesn't work. It doesn't work doesn't work. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You know what I want us to leave here with tonight? I'm not preaching on, on for, uh, forgiveness, but hey, make up your mind from this night. You will forgive like God does. God does not hold account of wrongdoings. And that doesn't give us permission to sin, really. But it doesn't hold records clean slate each time. It doesn't make reference. It doesn't condemn. There is an accuser of the brethren who does that. It's the enemy of our soul. It doesn't want our relationship with God to thrive. And we need to be aware because Paul says we should not be ignorant of his devices. He said, least Satan take advantage of us. And that is the realm that he usually deal with believers. He put them in that ring. And so he boxed them out. And people will not be able to make progress. Because the Bible says, he who walk in unforgiveness is walking in darkness. He said the darkness has blinded him. They don't know where to go. In other words, ideas don't flow. 
And I've seen people like that who also, by extension, carry diseases in their bodies that ought not to be. The love of God. Don't give other people treatment. The love of God actually constrains us. The love of God does not find fault. 1 Corinthians 13 again. I think that's that one that Pastor Ayo picked. What translation was that? Say, love keeps on loving. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8. Can we read together? I mean, if there is anything this year, just speak on some of these scriptures and just meditate on it. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. As I'm standing before you, I'm not waiting for anyone to say sorry to me because I'm not an object to be pitied. Yeah, I'm not. Will people wrong me? Yes, they do. If, I, if you live in a city, you see it every day. Even if nobody in your sphere of influence is, 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 um, is offending you, bus conductor, tricycle uh, riders, People brush your car. People will do all kinds of things on a daily basis. But can we, can we read together? One, two, three, go. Can you see the two words that goes together? Patient and what? Kind. God doesn't misuse words. So, if you, are, if you say I am kind, we must also see the virtue of you being patient with other people. You see, people will say, oh, this thing that you are talking about, it will make me a mumu. I would rather be a mumu for Christ and win every time. And win every time. And win every time. Love is patient and kind. And we read further. Love is what? Or boastful or proud. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. Can you see that, brother, sister? Love is not what? Have you heard people saying about other people that that boy just annoys me? Or if they want to kill that person, they say, it's just, the guy is just irritated. No, no. He said, love does not demand its own. It is not irritable. And this is the one for me. Can we read it together? Eh? That's something like Jared Father. What does he say? Yeah. Yeah. As I am in front of you, eh, when I'm praying every day, I say, Lord, for adventure, any church member is upset with me. Forgive me. Forgive them. You don't keep records. Because so, if Akin has offended me or have offended Akin, you know that that relationship is not smooth. So every other interaction with Akin will be premised on that unresolved thing. Did you get it? If it's not resolved, I can't just say, Akin, I want to help out. It will be suspecting me. Because we have unresolved issues. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. 
this is Christianity. I don't know how else. And in, in back outside Lagos, in the villages, you know, people didn't go to school, so they can't even read the Bible for themselves in some places. But they call them Christian. They call them Oni Igbagbo, a believer. And what they hear, they just put it to work. And it works for them. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I mean, love is a mystery. No doubt about it. Because you can't, you can't go to Abba to go study love. You can't go to any seminar. Seminar on love. You describe, you're describing a person. So let's go back to First um, Corinthians 13. Say, it does not demand his own. He is not rude. Verse 8, please. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It doesn't abuse the use of diaries. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7. Love never gives up. Love never gives up. I don't know if you, if maybe in the course of growing up, you have someone in your family that people have tagged the black sheep of the family. Even when your dad or everybody gives up, there's somebody in the family, most of the time, the mothers. Love never gives up. Love never gives up. Even when they have made the decree that he's not, he is not hitting in the house or she's not hitting, they will find a way to pass food because love does not give up. It doesn't. Love never loses faith. And I don't know if you have seen it, even in family where people, I mean, maybe a child takes to addiction and is using money on drugs, what they do is, they just keep things that he cannot sell. But still, love never gives up. Doesn't give up. If human being can exhibit that level, how much more God? Love is always hopeful. And let me pull it out. You know, our parents back then, they don't used to send their kids to London and all these places. As a matter of fact, I can tell you the history now. For most people, it's no people who can't pack, who can't pass YAC here, who can pass A level, who have done 100 level for many years in university. They just package them to go abroad. So abroad is not something. So with the hope that. When he's in London, at least he won't have friends and all that. He will face his book. So love is awful. Love endures through every circumstance. You see, I want us to personalize these things to our lives. As the litmus, as the is it barometer or thermometer by which we can know whether we are growing in God's love or we are being perfected in that love. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful, endures. Through every circumstance, verse 8 now, 
Verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown tongues or languages, special knowledge, we become what? But love, we do what? Yeah. Love never fails. Love is always victorious. Please say with me, the love of God in me is greater than anything in the world. The love of God in me is greater than anything in the world. Love always wins. Yeah. It always wins. Love always wins. I give you the story of Joseph in closing. I mean, I was reading through it sometimes. Was it last week or this week? Where the Bible recorded you know, Joseph's brother, they sold him into slavery hmm? because of envy, because of jealousy, because everything he invariably, they, did, they couldn't connect with that vision. They didn't know that whatever he has seen, I mean, people have taught us, they say, oh, maybe he was too useful, exuberant and all that. But the man was just bold to declare what he saw concerning the future. And what he saw concerning the future is actually keyed into Genesis 45.5. By the time he was revealing himself to his brother, he said, the Lord has sent me ahead of you to preserve you. So there was an overall thing, 45.5. There was an overall thing. There was an overall intention. He said, do not be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. I want to say that because I don't know who is in this room or who is going to watch online that you feel that maybe your parents or anyone has hurt you so much. Please let the love of God melt your heart. God has planted you in that family for a purpose. You may have felt disadvantaged. You may have felt abandoned. But God has an overall purpose. Don't allow the enemy to take your mind off that overall purpose. Because now that you are getting into a place of success, you cannot afford revenge. Someone told me something. His business wasn't going on. Fine. So, he felt betrayed by his business partner. He felt betrayed by his wife. So, he packaged a business. And he started saying something. That if this business go through, they will grieve. And he actually eh, he borrowed money, packaged that project. And the thing pulled through. But at the, time, at the point of her spot, he has gone to prize jeeps. Not jeeps, not one jeep, oh, jeeps. At the, at the point of her spot, the woman who was involved in that business said he doesn't like the product. The woman placed one of his staff in the factory while they were packaging it. 
They measured it, said she doesn't like it. So she rejected the project. In excess of millions of dollars. Yeah. And she said she has no apology. She doesn't want it. So the, the wife, when she was there, I said, I said she could, he could not have put through that project because he wanted to show you guys. Because he says it to them that because at that point, he doesn't even have a car, so he, he usually uses his wife's car and all that. Hmm. Just sold on it. So he was like pulling himself out of that. He actually went into more debt. So when I was told, so I told the wife, I said, see, I don't know if, if I've met you guys. I mean, he's trying to get himself back now. So I'm trying to talk to him. Okay, you can't live in offense. You, if you are living in offense, there's no business. I mentioned, I said something some, some Sundays back. No matter how you pray, of course, it goes all around, all these prayer mountains and all that. It's good. But hey, don't leave the fundamentals to be chasing things all over the place. If you need to talk to those partners and all that, hey, pray and ask God. Your prayer should be how to manage those relationships. Your prayer should not be that they should, they should wait and see what you will. You know, there is that uh, slogan uh, they put on verses. Uh, it says, let my enemy live eh? to see what I will become in future. Mm -mm. Let your enemy be living. Become what you want to become with God and let him walk you into the future. See, as little that may sound, a lot of people find themselves in that realm. Just a little adjustment towards your kids, towards your spouse, towards your neighbors, towards your uh, siblings, towards your partner, a little adjustment. And boom, the things open up. Love never fails. God kind of love is what is in us. The natural human love is selfish, self-seeking, and it can turn to hatred overnight. And you know these days, you hear people say, I can't feel the vibe anymore. No. Everything is not a vibe vibing. Everything is about the nature of God. You may not feel vibe. You may not even feel vibe now. The vibe may come after 10 years. But if you can see, the Bible says, after Lot was separated eh, from Abraham. It wasn't Abraham who lifted, it was God who commanded him. Lot, on the other hand, was the one who was looking around. In our culture, it's the elder or elders that chooses first. But the Bible says, Lot chose for himself. Don't choose for yourself. Don't choose for yourself. Choose because you can see God. Choose because you can see by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when all the things of this world grow strangely. Choose because you will be able to see in the light of his glorious face. Choose. 
which day was I driving around? I saw, because I, I used that car, Baby Benz. And it used to be the prime car. One ninety. I actually used two at different times. Used to be a prime car. And what people we said, once they see you, they say, ah, rich man, Oloni. Oh wow, Bokun. Bokun Oloye. For those who can't speak Yoruba, he's driving the Mercedes Benz, a prime car. And he has a lot of money. A prime car with an AC. Because the other cars, you know, they don't, most of them don't have air conditioning system. One of my friends, interestingly, I have two minutes more, I will continue. One of my friends has an uncle who uses Benz 200. They will travel from Ibadan to Lagos. The man will not switch on his air conditioning system. Once he gets to Maryland and he wants to enter his street, he switch on the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> so that the people, and he will be waving to every deacon. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> the man will bring out the car on Saturday, wash and wash, polish. I'm not sure, except those who do, except you see it in films now. Flatboot 200, I don't know where it is. I don't, in fact, if, except maybe in, in their factory in, or in their uh, warehouse or no, showroom in Germany. If they put just some of these good Mercedes car, even the smallest one, if they put that uh, 200 flat boots and you put just some any you can it's just big for nothing but here so God don't choose for yourself that's where we are don't choose for yourself even the natural world will tell you all that glitters is not God choose something that is enduring the love of God is enduring he said love never fails Love never fails. Love never fails. Can you say it many times to yourself? Love never fails. The love of God in my heart, it never fails. It never fails. It never fails. It never fails. It will help me through my family life. It will help me through my career path. It will help me through my business. The love of God never fails. Even on earth we pass away, the love of God never fails. Lord, we say thank you today. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for anyone tonight carrying a body, carrying a heart in their heart. Thank you because you are the balm of Gilead. Met those built by the power of your spirit. Give them, Lord, the reason to continually live in your love. Perfect them in your love. I ask for reconciliation because your word says it. The heart of the children will be turned back to their father. I ask for reconciliation, Lord, among people, among family members, where words have been spoken that have resulted 
in age-long bitterness and Lord disappointment and break away from each other. I ask for restoration in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of you. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 slash 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.